Thank you, Father. Name of our Lord Jesus. In the name of our Lord Jesus, Mara de Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I welcome you this morning um, to prayer rain. Um, once again, thank you, Pastor Stephanie, for just um, taking the things that we have taught over the days and dissecting them in prayer. Thank you. God bless you. Um, we appreciate you um, here in prayer rain. We appreciate all the efforts that you and your team um, put into um, prayer rain every time to just to just birth it and to just make it come to pass. Um, may you receive um, every single blessing um, that God is releasing on this altar in this season um, in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Um, real quickly, I'm just going to go back into what we're talking about yesterday. I'm going to end this, um, this session um, in 30 minutes. And that's because my children are starting a new school today and I have to take them to school. And it's, it's a little bit of a distance from my house, you know, so I can't be on the, on the Zoom for long. As a matter of fact, I'd like to make a humble request. Um, is it remotely possible that we switch the time for prayer into 5 a.m. as opposed to 5.30 so that we have a little bit of room to be able to press in um, deeper, you know, because now I have to leave my house at about 6.30. I may not have to do it every day, but, you know, so if, if it's possible, guys, please let me know um, if we can make this happen. Joycey, it's been a while. I hope you've been on prayer ring thus far, Joycey. Um, there's so much that God has been doing here. Dolly, my faithful prayer rain minister, I see you. Okay, so guys, let me know um, if, if that's possible to switch the time to 5 a.m. instead of 5.30 a.m. And if you say yes, it's possible, let me know if you're going to spread the word about the switch. All right. Great, 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 great. Yes. If, oh, okay, I see some guys say yes, it's possible. Um, all right, all right. If it's possible, uh, make sure you spread the word to people who are supposed to be on prayer rain so that nobody misses out. Exactly, 5 a.m., right? Especially for those of us in Nigeria that have to do school runs, I think 5 a.m. works better for prayer rain. Okay. All right, guys, let's make it happen. So 5 a.m. from tomorrow, um, tell everybody that is meant to be here that we're going to be 30 minutes earlier so that I can jump on the call at about 5.15. Uh, it gives us a good, at least a good hour, hour, 15 minutes to press. Okay, great. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. All right, let's do it. Um. Okay, Joycey, I see your message. All right, so let's go. Um, so yes, if I'm not yesterday, some days ago anyway. By the way, guys, please watch um, the message at Ecclesia Hills. Um, I just tried to take a bunch of stuff and I compressed it to just be able to teach a lot of what we've been teaching here, you know, to teach it. And there were a couple of other things that I taught. Um, but... <sighs> One of the things that we teach one of these days by the Spirit of God will be accessing gates of the future. Um, because I said something to Ecclesia Hill service yesterday, and Pastor Bumi 
Later in the afternoon said to me, P.I., I don't think you know what you said. I was like, I, I, yeah, probably, because sometimes I say things when I'm on stage and I can't remember later. And even I am shocked. What the people are saying, mm, even me, my spirit, I'm saying, mm, yeah, you know. So she now reminded me that during the sermon, I said, I spoke concerning Abraham and I was speaking about that scripture we'll be sharing here in Genesis about that, the fact that in the day that you gain the dominion, the yoke shall be broken off you. And you know how, remember guys, I told you that, um, okay, oh, fantastic. Thank you, everyone. I see that everyone says 5 a.m. is perfect. And for Ghana, 7 a.m. E80 is good also. Okay, fantastic. So we'll move it back. By 30 minutes. So don't be late tomorrow. So change your alarms now. So I don't want us to not come late. I want to see everybody on this call by 5 a.m. You know, I want to see everyone up on the call by 5 a.m. Um, I'm going to shift my own timing back also so that I can make sure I'm here on time. Um, so hey, Pia, when is it going to end? To be honest, I actually have no idea when prayer reign this month is going to end. I don't think this is a September prayer reign. I think we've just entered a season of prayer. That's what it is. And one of the signs of spiritual maturity is that you, you never allow human administration get in the way of the move of the spirit. Don't ever do that. So um, we call it spirit of excellence. We call it spirit of administration. We say, you know, you have to be able to, when you say something, you say lie. That's not how the Lord works. Nobody can govern God, you know. So um, many times we have stopped great moves. We have stopped great outpourings because it did not fit into our shadows, you know. So I'm not, I'm not one of those women, you know, if you know me very much, I'm very vulnerable. I'm the daughter of a son of the wind. So I, I, I just allow the Lord to do what he wants to do. Um, and I believe that it is a season of prayer, not, not a seven days of prayer. So we're going to keep pressing in and we're going to keep entering regions and territories in the spirit realm. We're going to keep breaking things off us and we're going to keep entering into domains in the spirit until we arrive at the place where we know that, mm, we have entered it. And all of you on this call have mastered the principle of gates that by yourself, you can identify it in places. You know how to open it. You know how to enter into it. You know, you know how to navigate within it until then we're not leaving this call. That's what the spirit of God says, you know, so we're just going to stay here. When, when you see the Lord in a place, you just stay there. You know, it's like saying, um, sending people walk into a meeting. Maybe when a president walks in, you are just like, you know, I'm working out, I'm tired, you know, I just want to leave now. You can't do that. You know, there are certain people that walk into a place, you just remain. Even if you were planning to go and cook or have for your husband, you send him a message and say, sweetheart, I don't think even you would tell me to stay here when you see who just entered this room. You understand? So it's the same way, you know, when you say that the Lord has taken over a thing, that's not the time to be saying, well, actually, I have a plan, I have a schedule. Cancel your schedule. Even me, I used to see, you know, people that know me, I usually say I'm not a morning person, but listen, I'm a morning person by force in this season. You understand? I put everything plus alarm, plus Holy Ghost, plus my nanny that comes to knock on my door. Everybody, I'm like, listen, guys, I'm going to get up at this time please make sure you understand now i'm retraining myself to sleep much earlier to do whatever i need to do to study at a different time you know so you you just have to reconfigure your life to accommodate god's time of visitation you understand so if god says my time of visitation is going to come heavily during this prayer rain season then you just 
every other thing is like, okay, Lord, whatever you want, that's what, that's what we're going to do, you know? So, um, yeah, we're going to keep going. Your businesses have to become gates and your businesses in themselves have to have um, gates ability. So, um, there's something that I want to discuss with my HR manager today. By the time I'm done and I put it into place, I will share with you guys. You guys can decide to use it in your businesses. You can decide to use it in your whatever structure the Lord has given to you. But I believe that the things that we learn, we're meant to take them and implement them um, in our physical structure so that even our businesses, our companies, they themselves can be born again Christians. I'm not talking about the people inside. I'm talking about the structure, the entity, because your business is a gate and there's a gatekeeper over your business, your 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 in your your business in itself. You know, so you have to make the business born again. You have to teach it's how to serve the Lord, it's God. So your company has to pay its tithes. Your company has to give its fresh fruits. Your company has to uh, observe certain um, things that the Lord says we should observe. Your company cannot slander. Your company can, you know, like every single thing that you adhere to, make the company do it. It must grow in stature. You know, that's the same thing about nations. Nations also have to be saved because you realize that at the end of the day, Jesus will throw some nation, um, sheep nations, goat nations, sheep nations, he would work with in the new um, and dispensation when he becomes Lord and King over the whole earth. But good nations, he will throw away, you know. So there are some nations when the earth is remapped that will not appear again because they did not serve the Lord. They did not give themselves to God. So I don't want to raise a business that when the master comes, he cannot use. Jonathan to fight the enemy. He cannot use in the new Jerusalem and new earth. No, I want to birth a business that the Lord can trust, the Lord can use to implement his will. So we have to to begin to go from discipling people to discipling systems to discipling industries to discipling nations and the methodology is on a foundational level the same but you see um because there are different kinds of um outworkings within different kinds of structures so you have to make them fit each one but the foundational thought is the same that everything must give its life to christ you understand the culture of the organization must be born again so you cannot have a culture where you're like oh no i'm peaceful i'm kind then in your organization it's like a fight to every time let us let us embrace the spirit of gossip and backstabbing because you know when it's happening people work better in you know when they're striving for positions so you know uh -uh, it's a lie let your company be born again so that the spirit of god can come into it he can use it his presence can dwell in there you understand so all right um also so she was saying to me that Pierre, there was something you you, you know you said uh there was something you said that um, really struck me. So she was saying that when I was speaking about when you gain the dominion, you shall be made, uh, when you, you, the yoke shall be broken off you. And um, I remember I had said that when you gain the dominion speaks about when you become fat. So when you become fat in revelation, you become fat in understanding, um, you become fat in truth. Please, if you missed yesterday's prayer ring, go back and watch it and pray the prayers we prayed at the end. Very important. Um, so I, I, I said in the church, I said, um, and the, the yoke shall be broken off your neck. And I said, what Isaac, Isaac was a man of the spirit, was saying to Esau that, yes, I know Jacob has taken 
all your blessing. I know Jacob has taken this blessing that was promised, this inheritance. But however, in the day that you gain the dominion, this yoke of the way you are and the way you behave and the lightness of your spirit and the fact that you can't take things as important, it's going to be broken off you. There is another way, Esau. Yes, the covenant that Isaac carries or that Jacob has taken is the covenant that was given to Abraham, passed down to I, Isaac, and then to Jacob. Jacob has now taken it. But Esau, I need you to know that, yes, Jacob has taken all of this dispensational blessing, but there is another dispensational blessing. If the day that you gain the dominion, the day that you enter into the fullness of God and the fullness of revelation, you realize that Jacob is not your problem because this God is not just the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but he's the God of the whole earth. There is a time and a season that is coming that he will release another covenant that will not only save the descendants of Abraham, but it will even save save the descendants of the Gentile nations. So um, Esau, press in a little bit more and enter into a space, a realm in, uh, in the space of God where you cannot access a future altar, a future covenant that will be made that will make it possible for you also to still be a partaker of the covenant of God himself without passing through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So she said, ah, Pia, when you said it, if I, I didn't explain it like this, I just said that there's another way, you know, the God of the whole earth to save the Gentiles. And she caught it and she started breaking it down for me. And, you know, and I was like, wow, that is so good. And it was something that when I said it on stage, I was like, oh my gosh, what did I just say? But I could tell the Holy Ghost on it, you know. So um, I, I want you guys to realize that there are possibilities and there are possible ways by which you can break and access things in the future, you know, Look at that lady that came to Jesus and she was at, at the table and she was saying, oh, you know, what's about the table? She just came to just say, my child is sick. She was like, listen, I didn't come for, you know, you guys. I came for the Jews. I came for the children of Abraham. And she said, but please, even the dogs eat the crumbs at the table when the masters eat, you know, and he said, wow, I have never seen so. He gave her what he wanted. Why? Because she connected to a future covenant that was to be made. Somehow that woman knew that the way I'm seeing this Jesus and the power he carries, it must be for more than the house of Abraham. I'm sure he carries something that can help me. Even the crumbs of it, my gentle people, I'm sure there's something for us here. And Jesus gave to her what that particular time and particular season could not give her. And Jesus broke the protocol. Why? Because she accessed the gates of a future sacrifice that was going to be made. Let me tell you, time is a very deceptive substance because we see time in a linear manner, but God sees time um, from, um, from a perspective that is overall, God sees it from the top. So to God, time is but a moment. Everything that has happened in humanity, we have lived it out before the eyes of God. That's why the Bible calls him the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. So he's not going to be alpha and he will be omega, a beginning and he will be the end. No, he's already the end because all things have already been in him. So we are merely playing out something that has already existed in Christ. So the the trouble of man is not the finished work of God. The trouble of man is to be able to make choices in alignment with that, which God has already completed. That's our biggest issue. You know, so the things I'm talking about, and I, when I say I will teach about accessing future authors, I'm telling you the truth. This is how people break through dimensions. And you are able, look at people like David. How do you explain how people like David worked? How people like David warred? Because David in himself became a prototype. And because there are different people who are markers 
because of times and seasons and dispensations. But there are also ways in which you can break into something to come. And in a time, you are not living by the limitations of others. And people will look at you and think, ah, how? How is that possible? This is the general knowledge. This is the general position. This is the general limitation. And you break out of it. Why? Because you enter into a future understanding of what God wants to do and how God wants to bring forth liberation. So when we when we teach that topic, I will, I will show you different people in the Bible. Look at that man that killed his son at the gates, that king. That guy taps into a future technology of how the slaying of one son can release victory. The slaying how and who finally did that it was Jesus. The Lamb of God, the Son of God was killed at the gate of time and eternity. And it became the salvation for all to come after him. So the king understood it. You understand? And I don't think he came into it by himself. Because why? Satan, the old crooked serpent, has been studying the movement of God and the things that God will do. So he knew that there is something. And he told the guy, listen, do you really want to win this war? You must slay your first son. You know, so there are things that you can enter into. And this is what the Bible describes as the power of the age to come. You understand, you can walk in the power of the age to come while you are in this age. And so I pray that even as we have proposed in our hearts to search out this matter, that God will begin to fill us up with scriptures, with revelation and understanding of these things in the name of our Lord Jesus. So um, when we come, well, one of these days, we're going to teach about it. Remember, I've not yet taught about the gate of man or the gate of woman. So we will get in there. Just to continue from where we stopped yesterday, remember we we're talking about how to recover ancient gates, how to recover gates that God has allocated for you. We've talked about the definition of gates. Um, we've talked about um, the opening of satanic gates and what those look like. Um, I was talking about five, we've talked about five notable features about satanic gates. Um, we entered into yesterday, we entered into foundational steps to take when we building gates. So I spoke about you need to recognize that the gates are broken. It's that simple. You know, you cannot rebuild, you cannot come into the fullness of, of the power of God, you know, um, if you first of all do not agree that you know, a gate has been broken. Something is out of place. Something is out of order. Do you understand? You cannot. It is the recognition of it that even brings you to the possibility of rebuilding and restrengthening yourself. And when we talked about this, we talked about being able to observe. And I found out that the problem with many of us, because this generation is so distracting, distraction has become one of the greatest tools of hell. A person that is distracted cannot trace, cannot map, cannot recognize the pattern in their lives, cannot even recognize the prophetic symbols in their life. So if you will be able to recover, you know, strength, strong gate, or not even just recover, but build the gate of God, you have to be somebody who is able to recognize what has been broken. What do I have? What don't I have? You understand? It was the day that, I mean, have you not wondered why it was that day that Nehemiah actually started to pray and started to rebuild the walls? Why was it that day? Because he had been hearing it since he knew since that the children of Israel had been displaced from Jerusalem. He knew. But there was something that happened that day when he heard it again, that the gates were broken and the walls were broken. And he went, he went. And it was in his weep, weeping and in his prayer that he was able to access the strategy by which he can rebuild the gates. So in this generation of destruction, number one, we, we are, it's hard for us to hear the speaking of God when we are distracted. 
Number two, it's hard for us to trace patterns, patterns of brokenness or patterns of establishment when we are distracted. So if you're going to make any progress in this season, you must be able to, you know, tone down sometimes, lock yourself up in a room and sit there in quietness and in confidence shall your strength be restored. That's what the Bible says. So you need to have times of quietness, like the whole of today. After I drop my kids up, I'm not going anywhere. I'm in my house. I don't care what's happening. If they like, let a new president come to the glory of God. I'm not going to do anything. Why? Because in quietness and in confidence shall your strength be restored. There are certain kinds of spiritual um, cultures that enable a man to be powerful. So you need to recognize um, when the gate has been broken down. You know, so number two, you need to be honest enough to admit that your silence in action or collaboration has probably been part of the reason why the brokenness has existed for so long. And when we looked at this point yesterday, it led us to um, Exodus and then it took us to Daniel chapter nine, where we prayed and we prayed and we prayed yesterday. And I showed you people some quality prayer in the Bible, the way that Daniel prayed. You know, when you look at people who prayed in scriptures, they did not just Stand No, there's a time to pray in the Holy Ghost. I don't disrespect that at all. The stirrings of the spirit, you know, when you are praying secret and you don't want Satan to hear what you are saying, you are navigating the spirit realm by the hand of the Lord, you know, that's different. But there is a time when a man has to pray in his understanding. You know, you cannot repent in tongues. You cannot. You cannot You cannot ask for forgiveness in tongues. So you say, go and repent. You just go there. Gather yourself and tight and say, Lord, you cannot give your life to Christ in tongues. So there are some things that your human language and consciousness and knowledge has to partner with God for it to become potent. So yesterday we looked at how um, Daniel willingly prayed to God, um, how Daniel willingly, you know, joined the Lord and he prayed and articulated in his understanding, his repentance. And I showed you that it was in that scripture that the people were permitted to repent on behalf of their fathers and their forefathers. And there is a scripture that, you know, um, I remember later in the day, it's, it's, I can't remember where it is, someone can help me find it, where the apostle was speaking and saying, he, is he not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and, and Jacob? And he says, for don't we know that this God is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. So when I read that scripture, I was like, wait a minute, he's calling him the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and saying that he's not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. That's to tell you that the, the apostle was saying, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are not dead. They are actually alive. So the problem with many of us is that we think most people have died, they have gone. They have not gone. The gate of time has just been shut to them. So in the material realm, they can no longer manifest within this time frame. Okay, so that's Matthew. Somebody says Matthew 22, 32. Somebody says Mark 12, 27. Put it up. Put up the scripture for me to see. Um, you know, so within this gate of time, you just cannot manifest anymore. Um, in the material realm, but it doesn't mean you are gone. That's why the Bible, uh, God was saying to uh, Cain, don't you know that the blood of your brother Abel is speaking from the ground, the ground that opened. So one of these days, um, I will teach you about the gate of blood. 
all, all these things I say, I will teach you. Please remind me. Send a message to prayer. I, hello, please. PI says she will teach us about get your blood. We have not yet seen a bloody prayer in yet. Do you understand? So I'll teach you about the gate of blood and the, the, the workings of the blood and not just the blood of Jesus, but the blood of men and why it's possible for altars to speak for a hundred, two hundred years. Do you understand? So um, um, you then begin to realize that men don't actually die. They just don't materialize anymore here. And so there are many things they've done that is still speaking. So Mark 17, 26, 27 said, but concerning the dead, um, um, the dead rising, have you not read? Oh my God, my eyes, I can't see. <laughs> he says, have you not, please move this forward. I'm not wearing my glasses. Concerning the dead, he says, have you not um, read about the burning bush and the book of Moses? How God told him, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. You are badly mistaken. Do you understand? So I said, ah, 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 hold on. He's saying, have you not bragging about the fact that God is like, I'm the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac. When he was speaking to Moses, he said, don't you know he's not the God of the dead, but the God of the living? So basically, he was trying to say that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are living. So I say this to you so that you will recognize that, you know, as we, we go through this prayer reign and as we go through this season that God and what God is saying, repay. Okay, guys, I hope you're there. So he's the God of the living. Um, so yesterday, God then led us to Daniel to repent for what the fathers that are seemingly dead have done. And we had to do it consciously because the part of the consequences that God says is that a generation must arise that will now consciously repent on behalf of their fathers. And then that generation, you know, has to also say, God, we accept that this is the consequence of our action. However, have mercy on us. And so we did that yesterday. And then today, the third thing about the seven, because these are the seven foundational steps to take when rebuilding gates or when setting up the gates of God in your life. The third thing is repent because realizing you are in error is not the same as having a new mind, perspective and position in the matter. So we did a lot of repentance yesterday. Um, and so what, what you need to do is now say, Father, give me a new mind concerning the position of victory. Give me a new mind concerning, sorry, I'm, one second. All right. Sorry, my mom was calling me. She usually doesn't call me this early. I wear her parents are old. We always have to pick their calls. So I just had to quickly pick her call. Um, yes. Uh, so I was saying that, you know, you have to then come into a new mind and a new perspective. Now, one of the things I want you to know is that in the definition of gates, there are different meanings in the Hebrew word for gates. There are different things that, the, that gates is written as. As a matter of fact, let me let me quickly go to that note and tell you what the different 
um, definitions of gate are uh, I have so many notes on it. One second, please. I'll soon get off this call now, but I just want to make sure we gain some traction before I leave. All right. Uh, yes. So gate comes from the Hebrew word shah, S-H-A-A-R, which means to split open. It means to act as a gatekeeper. So literally it also means to be, so it's the same word that is used for gate, that is used for gatekeeper. It literally means to think. Do you understand? So when you say, lift up your head, all ye gates, it was basically beginning, it was actually saying, lift up your heads, all you thinking patterns, all you mentality, all you strongholds of the mind, because the word gates literally means to think. So lift up your head, all ye thinking. So basically, when you speak about gates and you speak about doors, you are not just speaking about, um, you're not just speaking about the physical structure, but one the one of the biggest entryways in the spirit realm is your mind and it's how you think. Uh, so that's basically one of the things that God wants us to come into, a new perspective, a new mindset, a new way of evaluating, a new way of thinking, because the biggest gate is in your mind. So that's why when Jesus came, Jesus began to say, repent, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. So repent is metanoia, metanoia, change your mind, change your mind. Why? Because the kingdom has come and it is impossible to enter the kingdom without a change of mind, without agreeing that, you know what, his thoughts are not my thoughts and his ways are not my ways. And I am here to learn the ways of God. So part of what you are learning in this season or what you have to enter into in this season, if you yourself grow up as a gate structure in the spirit, Spirit realm is that you must position yourself and say to the Lord, Father, give me a different mind. Father, even as you have liberated us yesterday and we have repented, now show us the way that we should be thinking. Show me, oh God, how I should imagine, how I should evaluate, how I should think, oh God, how I should address matters. My God, I recognize that I have come into a new season. My God, we recognize we have come into a new day. So Lord, we ask that in the name of Jesus, that you show us the new kind of mindset that will open us up to everything you want for us in this season. Father, show us how to think nationally, how to take the gates of this nation. So give us the mindset of nation deliverers, oh God, so that through our mind can flow all the resources of heaven, through our mind can flow all the strategies of heaven. My God, give me the mind concerning my industry so that, Father, when I build, when I establish my business, oh God, I can establish it in dominion. Why? Because I have oh God, receive the mindset, receive the thinking, receive the gate of that industry because it begins with thought patterns, it begins with culture, it begins with our evaluation, it begins with perspective. This is how gates are raised. So God, as we have repented of former mindsets that limited us and broke the gates of our lives, Father, we just receive the new mindset by which we can enter into the abundance of God and the abundance of God can enter in through us. Papa, we present ourselves 
us today. We present our mind gates, our thinking gates, oh God. We present our minds, oh God, as gates for you to flow into this world through. So Baba, we ask that in the name of Jesus, that you will overhaul our mind. Father, everything in my mind, oh God, everything in my thinking, oh God, that was placed there by time, that was placed there by, 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 by the circumstances that I encountered in life, that was placed there by brokenness, that was placed there by pain. God, I ask that in the name of Jesus, you come and overhaul my mind. In the name of Jesus, this gate shall be purified. This gate shall be sanctified. This gate shall be rendered as the entry gate for kings and nobles, huh? for kingly thinking, for royal thinking. Huh? This my head, this my mind, this my thought, this my heart huh? shall be rendered as the gate huh? through where, where royal thoughts come through, huh? where strategic thinking, where the thinking of the Godhead huh? passes through in the name of Jesus, my God. Huh? I decree that in Jesus' name, huh? my gate shall be the gate where the sacrifices, huh? they pass through in the name of Jesus. The gate of my mind huh? shall be able to observe, huh? shall be able to receive, huh? shall be able to contemplate huh? the sacrifices that the Lord requires. Huh? In the name of Jesus, my gates are rendered huh? as the entryway, as the open way huh? by which the mind and the heart of God can break into this earth. In the name of Jesus, I am not just a vessel. Huh? I stand and I give my mind, my thoughts, my imagination, my contemplation. Huh? I give my creativity to God. Huh? I declare that the my, my mind is born again. Huh? My mind is dripped in the blood of Jesus, saturated by the power of the Holy Ghost. Huh? Therefore, I break into realms of dominion huh? by reason of my thinking in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The fourth step is that you ask God to use you, um, to purge you, to prepare you as a vessel unto honor that is fit for every good work. So Father, we ask that in the name of Jesus, that you would use me, oh God, pray for yourself, put your name in there. My God, that you will use Isi Benedicta Igenegba, that you will use me as a vessel, that you will use me as a container to carry your honor, to carry your glory, to carry your opinion through this earth. In the name of Jesus. I purge my vessel of any other kind of desire or addiction. My God, I break myself out of the addictions of the flesh. I declare that I am addicted to the goodwill of God. I declare that I am addicted to the counsel of God. I declare that I am addicted to the ways of God. I declare that I am addicted to the accuracy of the spirit. I am my household. I am my children. We are addicted to the accuracy of God's spirit. In the name of Jesus, I declare that the entire configuration of my being, the entire configuration of my marriage, the entire configuration of my children, the entire configuration of my ministry, the entire configuration of my friendship, it is configured to accommodate God. It is configured to honor God in the name of Jesus. No crena maso pakatila, jambrenge delo coparacaseta, janda valaketo copa. I am configured to honor the Lord in the name of Jesus. Cobaradesha. The fifth foundational step is that you partner with the Holy Ghost in shared burdens, in shared intercessions, and in shared warfares in the spirit. The Bible says concerning Daniel, he says, in that day, Daniel understood by the books. Daniel understood by the te teachings. And the Bible declares 
that Daniel, he went into prayer and, inter and, and, and supplication with fasting. He approached the Lord with sackcloth and in ashes. And yesterday I was explaining the sackcloth and ashes position of your heart. But also today, I want you to pray because the Bible says it was in prayer that Daniel carried this burden of the Lord. He says in intercession. So the fifth strategy is that you must be ready to carry the burden of God and you must be able to come in by intercession because you cannot build the gates of God if you are not building them upon the burden of God. Nehemiah was able to erect a wall that should have taken years to build. He did it in 52 days. Why? Because he was carrying the burden of the spirit. He was carrying the burden of the Lord. Even when Sambalat and Tobias were trying to distract him and they were saying, look at this wall you're building. He did not even come down. He said, we will not come down to answer you because we are doing a great work. You see, many of us, we have been distracted from the burden of God. We have been distracted from the desire of God to attend to Sambalat and Tobias, to attend to their speakings, to attend to their distractions. But we should not do that. So tell the Lord that in this season, oh God, I want to carry your burden and I want to distill it in the place of prayer, in intercession. My God, I want to become the one you can trust her with warfare in the spirit realm. Her. My God, give me courage in the name of Jesus. Do not let me run away from battles. Remember what I told you her about the meaning of the yoke. And one of the meanings of the yoke is to take things childishly. So Isaac was saying to Esau that the reason why your brother keeps taking from you and you are bound is because you don't know how to take things seriously. You don't know what things to hold and to say this one. Ah, ah. You see patterns going on in your life and you leave it like that. Every night somebody is coming to sleep with you in your dreams and you do nothing about it. Esau, this is your problem. The fact that you don't know how to unyoke yourself. You don't know how to even look at it and say, there is a problem here. I will not take this again. You cannot joke about everything. You cannot play about everything. You have to know what are burdens and what need to be worked through. So pray this morning and say, God, posture me for warfare. Give me the mindset of a warrior. Give me the mindset of a contender. Give me the mindset of one who can push, who can press, who can increase in dominion and stature. Give me the mindset of one who is pushing into power. But by if you're going to use me as a gate, I perceive in my spirit huh, that I must know how to see burdens, huh, how to carry burdens, huh, how to distill burdens huh, until it is fully embodied in this prayer realm, in the prayer chambers. Huh. My God, I come into the place of unburdening her huh, in the name of Jesus. A paranoco superade. Caparo son de verecatele disca. Fantomera, Santo Velenema, Canto Berehasata, Esham Ragadelaha. Lord Jesus, we decree and we declare that every gate, haha, that you have called us to erect, you said in Isaiah 61 that we shall rebuild the desolation of many generations. Father, we are rebuilding. Father, we are rebuilding desolations that many generations fail to address. My God, use us to address them in the name of Jesus. Help us to see them. Help us to work around them. Help us to rebuild what you initially wanted in their places in the mighty name of Jesus. What our fathers and mothers could only foretaste is now in our lifetime the order of days. 
what our fathers and mothers could only imagine is now in my lifetime the order of day what Catherine Kuman could only pray for is now in my lifetime the order of day. What Agbensi Dahosa could only prophesy is now in my lifetime the order of day. So hearts are aligning, dead bones are rising, his people are strengthening because his spirit is moving. Ah, Baba, I thank you because this is that season. We lay hold of September and we lay hold of everything that is embedded within this month. And we say that we come into their fullness and manifestation. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen. God bless you. Have a powerful, 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 powerful day. And remember, always go back to your notes. Always replay the prayer rings. Always pray through what we have prayed through um, in the morning. And I know that God will bring us into the fullness of everything that we have prayed about in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.